<laughs> is it going to be okay or not? Yeah, it should be fine. All right. Who's starting then? Oh, we need to do an intro. Okay. Do we though? Because I thought this is going to be released. Gonna, no, some yeah. started off, that's all. This is the new intro theme. It's the Screen Fiends Podcast. It's the Screen Fiends Podcast. Episode 2 of the Screen Fiends Podcast. Screen Fiends Podcast. From us straight to you. Episode 2. Welcome to episode two of the Screen Fiend podcast. That's right, we've already done one and now there's another one. <laughs> we can't stop. We're back for more. All right. <laughs> um, do we have to introduce ourselves around the table again? Hey, or? I'm Alistair. Nice to see you again. <laughs> That's a yes. See, I love fun. <laughs> Sorry. It seems forced now. It's just an affectation. Does it, does it seem forced? Yeah. I'm still Sam from last week. You're still Sam? Still Sam. Oh, wow. Still I'm, rocking it. I'm still Nikita. Hasn't changed. Like, I'm still Luke. Yeah, good. Uh, apparently. Good. So. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> that sounds like a... That's a wet off my mind. My name's <laughs> Nikita. Fine. <laughs> Don't have to remember that. Good. Good. Another line gone. My name is... Another line gone from this script. We'll come up with a proper like introduction at some point. Yeah. Yeah. But no, until that point, this is way more that fun. will suffice. Yeah. That'll, <laughs> right. yeah, that'll, that'll do. This will do. So, my topic is... Um, well, it relates into quite a lot of things that have happened recently. Obviously, with all the trailers that came out from uh, Comic-Con and um, properties in general at the moment, there's a lot of focus on like Easter eggs and fan service in films nowadays. And I just wanted to get kind of like group's thoughts on this. Like, do you appreciate it when there's like nods to things that only a select few people will know about? Or are you in the camp of like, it's unnecessary and getting a bit beyond. You know, like in the Marvel films, now they have all the post-credit scenes. Like, yeah, is that enough now? I feel mm. like that's enough. I feel like mm. that's been done. And when you say that's enough, do you mean that's no that's more. that's that's yeah, or do you mean no more, <laughs> or do you mean that's that's the point where it should get to, and then we shouldn't have any more than that? I feel like it was that started off as like a kind of Easter egg thing mm. where not everyone knew about it, and it was cool not everyone would say, "Fine, yeah, yeah." yeah. And it was like a kind of, oh, no, I didn't know that. I'll have to stay for the next one. Yeah. But now that everyone does it, does it have the same impact? Is it worth waiting for? And how do you feel in general about these kind of things? Um, well, me personally, as a like, fan, like comic book fan, uh, like geek, I really like spotting little Easter eggs in films. Like when you when you spotted like the Batman sign on the uh, on the satellite in in uh, Man of Steel and I was like oh wicked yeah, you look, you look to the person yeah. next to you and it's like yeah. <laughs> and they just look at you dead like what the fuck are you looking at me it's like yeah so I think I don't think Easter eggs should be dead but there are like the Marvel Universe is getting a bit ridiculous because you're kind of forced to watch the credit sequence and twice yeah twice now that's the thing like I, I we stayed for the, we watched Ant-Man a few days ago and we stayed for the first one 
And oh, I was told there was a second one. And I was just like, oh, I can't is be really? arsed. They're like, yeah. Oh, I didn't stay for yeah, the you see, one. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> there's a second one. Because I, I don't know whether Avengers started that, but I remember Avengers having the second one that was, mm. it was just them eating afterwards. Yeah. Like, it was it was, a, it was a nice little thing. But yeah. it's, it's worth getting to the DVD so you can, you know, fast forward it rather yeah. than having to wait. Mm watching through who the best boy was just to yeah. see that last little snippet of He's oh hard. that's what they're doing in Infinity War or uh, uh, Civil War or whatever's mm. next but yeah yeah, yeah I, I don't know I think they are getting a little bit much when they're putting two in there and it's, you just have to drag it out I think there's... I think Marvel in particular because they because we know it's coming now it's just like yeah, just, no, just put it's it not, there it's not a surprise yeah. anymore yeah. it's like and then the problem is it doesn't especially if you go to the cinema and you go and see something, and someone's told you, "Oh, there's a there's a hidden scene at the end of the credits." Yeah. It feels like it's it like feels a like a chore. Yeah, you have yeah. to sit there. And you're Gosh. like, "Oh my god, how many credits can <laughs> there be?" And then you finally see the scene. You're like, "That was it." Yeah, especially when it's like <sighs> a then. 200 million dollar film. Yeah, well. exactly. There's going to be plenty on of and people on and on. who work. Imagine on like doing it. the Lord of the Rings and the credits go on for ages. <laughs> of that. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for a little snippet. Well, that's, yeah, um, it's that kind of good though that the, it's. Incentivizing people to stay and read those credits. Do you know like it is? It works. I'll tell you what, it does work. So, it does yeah, definitely work. I think, yeah, I was just going to say, is like when I was studying film, the one dude when we was like looking at like film analysis, he would make us watch all the credits. And, uh, yeah. and, it, make it, and you. It, yeah, he did. And I was like <laughs> trying to walk out the room and he was like, nope. I was like, okay, I watched all the credits then. Gosh. But uh, at the same time, I did uh, have a respect for everyone that's helped out in that film. You know, it is good to sort of know what's going on, but I can also go to IMDb and look at the credits. Uh. Mm. And to be fair, <laughs> now or you can also just go on the internet and find out what the after yeah. credits yeah, yeah, was. Thing, like yeah. I just did that immediately when I found out there was a second one. I was like, oh, I wouldn't no. have stayed for the second one. Well, it's just uh, that's the problem. If forcing everyone, you to do it, is if a bit, everyone starts why don't they doing just put it, as well? it in the film, mm. if everybody starts doing it as well, it's, it's not gonna it's not going to be the same anymore. It's, yeah, it's really not a lose. secret. It's not a secret yeah. club anymore. Everyone yeah. does it. And, so and you expect it in the certain films where it doesn't happen and you've waited around and you're like, has everybody, yeah. seen, has everybody seen Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Do you know the one at the end of that? Howard yeah. the Duck. What, what, See, no, that? I really like that cool, one. That... I really like that one because that actually yeah. felt like a that secret club. That was for yeah. like people, comic book yeah. fans. That was, uh, yeah, yeah, that was for comic okay, book fans, so not the right, people brilliant. who are waiting for a like okay. a sneak peek of exactly. the next two. Exactly. It sort of took the piss out of them and was like, nah, here's how the duck. Exactly, <laughs> that's well, that's the thing, that's the thing. See, I don't know what that was. Yeah. So for me, to me, it was a waste of time. I waited for it and it was like, oh. How can you not know how who Howard the Duck is? Yeah, Nicky, how can you not know how God's yeah, the Duck God, is? Yeah, God, jeez. George Lucas spent a lot of money trying to make people forget about how <laughs> think. Oh, but this is the thing. So I, I watched Seth know Green that. as well. I would totally watch a Howard uh, the Duck film with Seth Green. And I think amazing. they could do that character really well. I actually do. They will. They, they absolutely well. will. Well, considering they, they did will. Guardians of the Galaxy well, which has a talking tree and a, a raccoon with a rocket launcher. You know. <laughs> oh, I, love it. So cool. I, love, I love it so much. I think um, that's it. Like, There's two sides of the coin. You've got like the kind of blatant like oh look what we're setting up look look how clever we're being like yeah. and that's really getting tiresome now like in the yeah. avengers when they kept it, fe- it just felt a lot of the marvel films now just feel like extended trailers for the next film yes mm. yeah yeah and i can't i'm it's getting harder and harder to enjoy those films as they are because you're like you you can't help but piece it together with well it's kind of cool but then it wasn't as good as this but then it, yeah. it has to do that to lead into this and I hate having to like think of a film like that. You can't just enjoy it as a. Mm, that's why Guardians of the Galaxy was good because it was standalone. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, definitely. I, I thought they were going to link it into Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I thought they were going to link it into something. Volume. Else. They will at some point, but yeah. But I just mean like the the 
you could watch Guardians of the Galaxy as a standalone film and not care about anything else oh, in the yeah, Marvel yeah, exactly, yeah. which is which is really good. Which is cool. Yeah, I but, think as well they took it. I can't commend like Marvel highly enough for like putting as much effort into the uh, into like forethought about how pl- planning all their films. But at one point it was so cool because they kind of had it all secret. But now they've announced everything, and like you say, it's just like well, stay around to watch a little bit more about this film. Mm. And so they've took away sort of like the intrigue and in that as well. So it's just it's just it's an idea it, that it does start to it took away stuff. the intrigue for the, what the new film is going to be because we know yeah. exactly what the new yeah. film is going to yeah. be yeah. because it's on that slate. That yeah. hideous, depressing. I, I'm, I'm sure you feel about it differently to me. Oh, but absolutely. Just, I'm just like, oh, I have a reason to live for the next decade. The next decade. <laughs> Jesus. I, I love, I'm kind of with Sam, but I kind of wish. I kind of liked uh, and trying to work out what was coming next. And yeah. now that I know mm. everything that's coming. But there's plenty of stuff Should on that. Should we explain what I mean just briefly? Um, I want, it's the. You Who's editing this? You can find it on the internet. On the video. What's that? Who's doing the video edit? Why? Can we put up the graphic? Of the slate. Yeah. Okay, so the slate, which is essentially (laughs) mapping out every superhero film that's going to be happening for the next at least 10 years. years. Yeah, I think it goes up to the next 20. I haven't heard about this. It's crazy. We'll show you, but it is just. Uh, to me, hideously depressing. But there's a lot of stuff. Why? Because the film I'm looking forward to most next is the film I haven't heard of yet. It's the new property that doesn't come from. This will come into my topic later, but. The um the, the thing that isn't based on something that already exists, the thing that isn't already based on a comic or uh you know the Care Bears from the eighties or something like something that's a new idea, it's a fresh thing, you know. So feel free to take inspiration from other things, like like my favourite sort of new properties, uh, things like something like Pacific Rim, which took takes massive sort of cues from things like Power Rangers or yeah. like um, like Mecha anime and stuff Gundam like that. Stuff yeah, like, just yeah. like, doesn't rip it off but like pays homage to it in a, yeah. a very big way and very obvious way. There's even a shot in it that's exactly the same as something from Robot Jocks yeah. where he does that yeah. You know, when the robot does it, you know, it's, it's taken from and that. And you would have got that. But, yeah, exactly, <laughs> only me and you, the two people in the world who've seen Robot Jocks. Um, but it takes cues from something else but it doesn't, it isn't an existing property, and seeing that slate just what, depresses me. What was the me. film that you was looking forward to? Huh? What was the film? I thought you said you was looking. No, forward no, to. that's, that's what saying, I mean. Like, it's a uh, in a hypothetical situation. Yeah. The film I'm looking forward to next is the film I haven't heard of yet. Yes, like like is. a surprise film. I mean, okay. there's there's rarely do Mad Max Fury True. Road. Yeah. Rarely does that sort of film come out where I've been watching the trailer and going, "This looks amazing. This looks amazing." And then it comes out and it is it amazing, is amazing yeah. and it's even better than I thought it was going to yeah. be. That never happens. That yeah. last happened with District Nine, you know, um, two thousand six or seven, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like my last, my list of films from uh, last year or even so far this year, it's been films that I haven't known about until someone's gone, "Oh, that's really good," yeah. or I've just randomly seen it and thought that looks cool, and then checked it out and it turns out to be amazing. Saying all this, I was going to say just to get it back onto like, um, yeah. like the fan service side of things. Like, um, a good example is the Suicide Squad trailer. Have you, have you all watched that? Mm-hmm. I, don't yeah. know. I don't even know why I asked yeah, I don't you. Know. I'm so sorry, <laughs> such a disappointment. Um, but that is that is just fan service because they don't explain anything about the film. They just show you a shot of everyone that's in there. And yep. if you don't know anything about Suicide Squad, you got no idea what they're showing you. Captain Boomerang. Exactly. I don't yeah. know though. I, I don't. Th- I don't Krak, think that's necessarily yeah. true. But so at, I think the, the moment stuff is, is there. They, they will release a, a new. Like, they they release a narrative one I at some point. I but I think what they've currently released, 
I'm unless not, you know about those characters because they don't I think obviously... DC are trying to do what Marvel are doing with like building up the next of they are. but I don't think they're doing it as, as well and I'm I just think like, they're doing it I think they're doing it it's not as well oiled no machine they just keep filling the tra- like you say fans of this, they keep filling the trailers full of like different characters and I'm like just make a good trailer the trailers are good. I I don't I don't have a problem with that. I don't think that it is a fan service trailer. I think what it is is a series of abstract images meant to interest you, which is what a fucking trailer should be. Yeah, that's what there I mean. There are too many get... trailers these days that tell you the whole plot oh, of the film. Yeah, oh yeah, that point. does really. But you get so, a lot more out of that like as a where fan. It's just like you just tell up. the whole story and you're like, well, I don't need like to the, see the, the film notes in two minutes. The point. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like, so, that is what's so good about the Star Wars trailer. Yeah. It's just a series of images yeah. and you're like, oh shit, you know, there's <laughs> like, you're really pumped up because you're like, I really want to know what's happening, yeah, yeah. not, oh, I already know what's happening. Yeah. I, in all okay. fairness, what I do is if if I've heard of something, I'll find the, the trailer of it on YouTube. I'll start watching it. The second I go, this is good, I switch it off. Yeah, I can't, I can't do if that. I'm like, if I'm like 30 seconds into it, I go, no, I know this is going to be good. I want to, I want to watch this. I'll switch it off. I do it because I don't want to know anymore. Yeah, that's why it, I haven't watched many much. of the Fantastic Four stuff. Because it looks cool and I want to... You, you want to find that out. Yeah. Really? You yeah. think that looks good? I think it looks good. Well, it's got a different feel to it. Can I just say, you don't read as many sort of comics as this guy's, do you? Are there any sort of Easter eggs? I just realised we're having two conversations. Sorry, sorry, carry on. I was going to say, like Nikita doesn't like... Like read as much comics as I, like we do, but are there any sort of Easter eggs that like stand out to you? That, that, that well, I was just about to I, yeah. no, I was just about to say, um, does it work in like the little things that they put in films? Like I'm thinking Monsters Inc. When Boo, when they're in yeah, Boo's that's room, a perfect example. And Boo, All of the Pixar Boo picks film. up Boo picks up um, like a Finding Nemo yeah. fish mm. and hands it to Sully, and then she picks up the Toy Story ball and hands that to him too. And it's like it's that little thing that makes you go, oh yeah. look, 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 look. So yeah, what that's why I think it's doing well, and that's why I think DC are doing it yeah. um, better than the way Marvel are doing it. It's less that, obvious. It, yeah, it's not a plot point. It's just like, oh, that's cool. And um, then maybe they will make something out of it. Okay. I mean, Toy DC Story again, 3 did like... that with um, like a reference. It was a reference to fans of a specific thing, but not fans of that thing. I don't know whether that just makes it a reference and not fan service, but when they included Totoro... In oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the, yeah, Disney do distribution. Yeah, Lasseter is a massive of, fan yeah, of Hayao Miyazaki. Exactly. It's it's like as well. Um, Disney's a brilliant example because Disney Pixar, especially, they use that a lot. But in um, in Monsters Inc. as well, they, they always do. It's like Monsters University, obviously being a prequel to Monsters Inc. Mm. But in that, you know, you find out how Randall because Randall, Randall, yeah, totally. yeah Randall, Randall, yeah, yeah, how he becomes evil and stuff. I haven't finished watching it. It's just oh, honestly, <laughs> Monsters <laughs> University. <laughs> University. It doesn't interest. Like, is you, it like well, have you actually seen it though? Have you? Yeah, seen no, it? that's what I mean. I wouldn't watch it because it, the the premise of it seems no, to be stretching honestly. what is a unique, no, short, interesting, contained idea and stretching that into oh, here's them at college. You know, next year it's going to be Monsters Holiday Franchise. or Monsters. <laughs> yeah, or, or, or like. Um, Monsters Halloween, you know, it's just it, it I seems like to me fact. like a at least it's not cars. No, at least it's not oh. planes. Oh no, please! <laughs> what do planes look better than WTF. Cars Two did? To be fair, Cars, cars Two look awful. No, 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 no. Cars, cars Two. That's not designed for us. That's just, that's just designed for kids, isn't it? You'd love that's that type of stuff. That's not true. There's plenty of no, films that are designed for kids. I remember when I watched like like The Lion King Three, and I was just like, what have they done? Watching oh, any Disney sequels that, that aren't point? like released in cinema is probably a bad idea. <laughs> They've like my, probably one of my favorite. Have they ever done a sequel to Beauty and the Beast? Have they ever sullied so. our memory I of think that? So, probably. No. It turns back no. into the Beast God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'd have to. Like, like in. Uh, There'd be no other way. Oh God, yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
pushing it back on topic again. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, fan service. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. But like, it's it, obviously it's not just um, in movies. Have it like like a lot in games and stuff. Like a lot of the Halo games and things. They'll just put stuff in there that if you've played all of the other games. You know, like the, the terminals, you can go around and read all the history of Halo and stuff like that. Yeah, the lore. Yeah. Do you feel like that's in game? Do you feel like it's distracting, or do you I just leave Halo it? You know, like picking up audio logs and all those kind of things in games. I don't think. I I think really, if you think about it logically, if you know what the reference is, brilliant, because you go, oh well, that's it, it's done, it's over. If you don't know what the reference is, does it really affect you? Or mm. does it? Sometimes you'll get a reference and go, "Oh, I feel excluded." Like the bit yes. with Howard yes. the Duck. See, I do. You're not like yeah. you're not mm. like. Oh, that's a funny little duck at the end of the film. You think, "Where? Well, that's got to be a reference to something." Yeah. And What's I don't get it what it is. But then again, wouldn't you just go home and go, "Oh, it's a little, oh, little I, duck I man." Exactly. On you that can type find of person, out. I do see stuff in films, and I go and research it afterwards. Like, yeah. So I, I quite like that. Yeah. I think there's an art. I think <laughs> there's is an is art that only you though? Because I I think I feel like that. Like I would see something in Daredevil. Yeah. And then look, because I really, really enjoy Daredevil. Incidentally, that's another thing that makes me more depressed is that Marvel keeps making really good stuff, and I really want to hate comic book <laughs> films because there's so many Wasn't of them. Wasn't you against watching the Daredevil TV series? Yeah, completely. And I kept saying it's really yeah, good. Yeah, and enough. then I watched it, and yeah. It, yeah, it turns out it's really good. Yeah. Except for Foggy, fuck that guy. But like that. <laughs> oh wow. Pro, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, okay. that, that program's great. Really, really good. Really well cast. Except for the character I just mentioned, Vincent D'Onofrio is amazing. But there's there's um, bits in it that are really good and there's bits in it that are like little references yes. to other things and I'm like oh that's got to be a guy and then I look it up and I'm like oh that's yeah. probably Bullseye you know and stuff like that Yeah, so, I, which I, I, I liked but yeah. I don't know whether that's everybody but that's it that's with, the, thing, with the Batman trailer um, and those they're like with that whole film they're rather than Marvel where they're releasing Civil War which is a pre-existing storyline so you can everyone knows what's going to go happen in it Um they're taking influences in the DC side of things, so yeah. it's obviously massively influenced by Dark Knight, but it's not Dark Knight. It's not that storyline. Yeah, and I prefer that kind of thing. Like that feels like yeah. a better way to do fan service. It's like we know you really like this story, so we're going to take elements from that and put it into like a new thing that you haven't heard of. Actually, yeah. I think I agree. No, with I you. think that sounds pretty cool. When it was really, I think there's a bit of an art art to Easter eggs. I think when they have to force it on screen so much that you know it's just blatant, it's not very really good. But I think the little the stuff... The subtle stuff Yeah, works. the subtle stuff's the best. Because you might, you might if you didn't know time. about it, you wouldn't have it excluded. Oh, you didn't, didn't know get it. Exactly. Exactly. Arkham Knight is fantastic for it. Because mm. like, on the Batman game, you just spend hours just flying around, like getting place to place. But you overhear all like, the thugs talking, and there's so many Easter eggs in it. There's um, They, they mention Superman, and then... They've, they mentioned like who's funding the Arkham Knight, and yeah. they go, "Oh, I think it was Lex Luthor." And there's like a Lex Corp building in um, See, in really the game good. and stuff like that. And that's awesome because it has no impact on the narrative uh, of the actual story, but it's just like makes that world bigger and real. And yeah. I like that when they they'll have a nod to something, and then that's it. Like you, yes, the uh, the Arrow and the Flash TV shows do it quite a lot. Um, with like nods to like Green Lantern and things yeah. like that. I it's don't think forced. we're ever going to see that on TV, but yeah. like they're acknowledging that that exists. exists. Yeah, that's what I love. That's that's perfect as a fan. It's just like yes, it's that the universe exists there. Like mm. it's just really cool. Just go around. I reckon like what about like good and bad examples of Easter eggs? Easter of eggs? Easter eggs or fan service? If like, you can just bring it back to what the the topic was, like the specifics yeah. of the topic. What well, was as I say, it? like. I think we kind of covered fan service, what we think is good and what we think is bad. But yeah, if you've got a favourite Easter egg or something. 
Uh, or least favourite? In Ooh. specifically comic book films? No, anything just in anything. general, like any kind of... Because it didn't start in um, comics, did it? Come back, back to me. Come back to me. I'm going to have a think. The first one I can think of was on the Lord of the Rings DVD. I think it was Return... No, it was the Two Towers DVD. Yeah. And in one of the sub-menus, you, you go through all these different menus and you could click on that icon and it would play uh, the trailer for the next film. Yeah. And so like, that's when Easter Egg was actually An Easter what egg, it was intended yeah. for. You had to go and find this treat. Because that, that's what that's, reminded me of. Why. That's how it So does an Easter started. Egg stick to the same franchise? Because what I was thinking of just then was a reference to no, another film. Which is, no, is, is that really an Easter Egg? Yeah, it can be a reference to... Because it's just a reference to another film. Yeah. That's, is that like... I, I, I guess. Well, I, I mentioned Pacific Rim before, and that was, again, I, I've already mentioned it. it there's just moments in, throughout that that are really evocative of other things there's a whole scene in that where that one of the main characters the scientist guy played by charlie day drops his glasses and it's completely evocative of the bit in jurassic park where yeah. dennis nedry loses his glasses like the the, the lines are pretty much verbatim and i'm like Ooh, i love jurassic park which we will come back to um <laughs> but also yeah i mentioned it before the the moment in um uh, there's so many of that in, in pacific rim i think pacific rim is a really good example of a film that nods heavily to other films but doesn't directly rip them off. Like uh, the GLaDOS character from Portal. Yeah. Her voice is in Pacific yeah, Rim. She pretty much, yeah, yeah, she's pretty much the sort of um, uh, voice of the computer yeah. in, like in the, the Jaegers, which is really cool. But also I love the moment the, with the, the um, main character, Charlie Hunnam, doing that and then the robot doing that, which is the direct reference so to specific robot way. jocks. Which is amazing. I, I, my, mine, I've got to admit, I know I've already kind of ruined it by mentioning it earlier, but seriously, Monsters, Inc. Yeah. Because the fact of, you know, they they swooped in two there with Toy Story and Finding Nemo. And I'm trying to think if Finding Nemo was out before or if it was coming out. Did Monsters, Nemo Inc. find Nemo? After. After, yeah. After. Yeah, so it was, Nemo it, came so out. So it's like, after. Toy Story, look, you re- you'll recognise yeah. this because we've already done it. Finding Nemo, you wouldn't recognise this, no, but that's it's what something you can, coming. Yeah, that's yeah. What, well, you yeah. wouldn't even know it was something yeah. coming until no, you went back to that film back and you were like, oh, it's a reference to And that's to boom, a that's in like yeah. 10 seconds, so that would be mine. I think mine would probably have to be... Do you know, actually, just elaborating on what you already said, like the DreamWorks stuff, uh, yeah, they did some yeah, big Is it DreamWorks? Wow, well, DreamWorks, Disney, Pixar, all yeah, of them. Yeah, Disney, Pixar, sorry. Um, yeah, I'd say that universe, because it's not just that, it's in like almost every film. And when it you is. go back and watch yeah. them, it's you like, pick oh, them up. okay, I see. Or I think they do the Easter eggs the best. Yes. Um, what, Disney, Pixar? Disney, Pixar, yeah. yeah. Disney, Pixar films do the Easter eggs the best. Mm-hmm. Inc- mm-hmm. Incidentally, Inside Out looks amazing. Oh, yes. Yes, it does. But, I but, really, really want to see that film. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, so yeah. Fan service, we're kind of. I think it's. I as think long as it's done, not yeah. forced on you. Artfully yeah. good. I yeah. think it's fine both ways. Yeah. As yeah. long as it doesn't feel alienating. Yes. Yeah. Two people who don't get the reference, then it's good. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. Um, right. So today, well, it's it's going to relate in some ways to my topic from the previous podcast, but also to the topic that we've just spoken about with Sam. Um, <laughs> And we're going to talk about nostalgia. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. <laughs> we're also going to talk about dinosaurs, but um, I want to talk about nostalgia properties and their consistent use in um, mainstream <laughs> Hollywood for easy bucks, an easy audience. Now, this relates some in some way to fan service, because in a way, what 
it is is fan service because mm. it, it's it's like an even more cynical version of fan service. Like it's not, oh, um, Bullseye is the sniper in you know in uh, Daredevil or something like that. It's not like a really specific thing. It's, uh, you know what this is, therefore, you will go and see this film. A good example, I haven't seen the film, but I've heard incredibly bad things about it, is the new Adam Sandler film, Pixels. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know all of yeah. those yeah. bad things. And, and I don't want it to be bad. Or me. What, how, would you, how, how can you not want an Adam Sandler <laughs> film to be bad? I like Adam Sandler. Um, well, no, I don't like Adam Sandler. I don't Sandler. not like him, but uh, he doesn't make the <laughs> best films. Not... But I didn't want the film to be bad. Just a quick note, I don't want the film to be bad because I love computer games. So what was your topic? My topic is... <laughs> Sorry, okay, so that's going to be a separate video, just talk, oh, me moaning about Adam Sandler. Um, my topic is nostalgia, and the reason we came onto it was because of Pixels, and Pixels right, has become we did, yeah. everything... I remember that. You remember when we Everything that I hate about nostalgia is that it crams in thing like things that people recognise, and it's essentially just the equivalent of dangling something in front of a baby's face. It's just like, oh, recognise this, you know. It's like Pac-Man, you know Pac-Man, right? Pac-Man? Pac-Man! Here's Pac-Man in, in a scene, and then like, Pac-Man. absolutely yeah, not <laughs> like any relevance to the story whatsoever, it's just shoved in there to, what about like, in someone's face, you know. it's That's all it is, is just a... A visual cue to get people to shell out more. So money. I bet you can't wait for uh, Ready Player One to come out. What's that? What's that? What the hell is that? Ready? You not read? <laughs> oh, no? look at you all by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, Spielberg's producing it. It's um, a book. It's set in like a in a near future, where we all have um, kind of like the Matrix-esque. Like we all play this online video game, and the creator of it's died and left his fortune to someone, and they have to go back and answer all these questions like unlock his fortune and the guy who created the game in the book just was in love with the 80s so it all it's just pop culture references throughout the whole thing oh christ um, it sounds a bit like it's, it's, uh, no, it's really good when you read it like it's like really good it sounds pretty almost cool. like tron fucking kevin that kevin smith <laughs> but, attitude um, of just everything just needs to be a pop culture reference so boring, and that's that's what part of why nostalgia ain't what it used to be. But I love nostalgia. At the moment, there's a big thing for like the the uh, 80s, but like there's a lot of things that do it really, really well as well. Like obviously the games that I sort of keep going on about. So, film that does and, it well. And f- film that does it well. I don't know. I've seen a short film okay. recently, which was ridiculous. That Kung was Fury. Kung Fury. Yeah, yeah. Kung Fury. Then nah, there's bits of Kung Fury. I love Kung like. Fury. I really so hated cool. the style of it. Like I, I, I thought. I th- no, I thought the aesthetic was good. But I thought the style it was filmed was really unimaginative. Somehow, like like every fight scene is shot from car. the side. Yeah, yeah. There's there's bits in it that are hilarious and really good, and I like, the, I like the silly. To me, idea it looks like it's supposed to be like a, a video game. 2D game. Yeah, it looks yeah. like Mortal Kombat. Yeah. yeah, I found that really great and boring and annoying. Oh. I, I like the film though. It's only thirty minutes as well, so check out Kung Fury. It's good, despite the fact what I just said about it. But um, <laughs> that is something that is a proponent of nostalgia by people who respect and care about the thing that they're making. I yeah. don't feel personally that they were particularly successful, but at least they love what they... Um, you can tell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or something like Wreck-It Ralph. I was literally... No word of a lie. I was literally yeah. about to say, does Wreck-It Ralph count? Because it, it's their own brand in there, though. Because you've Only got, like, Wreck-It Ralph, though, you have, you, have, you have references to oh, other characters. Oh, of course characters. you do. Yeah, you do, don't you? Yeah, and, yeah, but, yeah, yeah but Wreck-It Ralph is pretty much Donkey Kong, and yeah. Hero's Duty is pretty much... Um, like a mixture of Gears of War Starcraft all those sort of of slammed into one and then you've got like 
Mario, Mario Kart. Kart. Yeah, yeah. there is a Mario Kart level in the yeah. new one that is pretty much the candy yeah, world exactly. or whatever. That was my gripe with Wreck-It Ralph is there was a lot of characters actually kind of a bit like Pixels almost. They were putting characters in just, oh, the same. just, just as references were, to themselves. Yeah. I think, they kept using... Like, no, I know what you mean. You what, I think yeah. the story is brilliant and I love John C. Reilly, but love I, I do know what I love you the mean. story as well, yeah. I, I think Wreck-It Ralph was really underrated. All the best scenes... Well, I don't I, think it was I, underrated. I, I People loved that yeah. film. People loved it, but I haven't, like... When, it, when it I saw it, I hadn't seen any trailers bigged up for it. It's like when Frozen came out. My God, you couldn't, you can't get away and you still can't get away from Frozen. It's been, what? It's been over a year. When it came out, I don't think there was any hoo-ha about it. It wasn't until like 12 months, Yeah, Yeah, it's become a bit of a like a cult film, hasn't it? That people are like, oh, Wreck-It Ralph is the best one, best Disney film of the last... You know, Which ten years, know. and people are like, "Oh, I don't you know." Agree with that. I saw it like once. No, I don't agree with that. I, but I do think it is a really good film. But yeah. I think you're right. I would say that the the bits where there are video game characters in that film, it feels also almost a little bit false. Yeah. Like they're just put in there. Like I, in I am Zangief. I am being Zangief. The, uh, you know yeah. the things I am known for. I am slightly angry, but also misanthropic yeah. and Russian. You know, it's. You know, there's there's no depth to them. They're just put in there to be that character. Yeah. And that's a, you know, True. The, the, the cap, yeah. the, the, mm-hmm. the ball of string thing. Like but, swatting flies in. Yeah, that, that was my cat with the ball of string thing. Um, or, or the, you know, dangling little play toy. It's it's that. It's putting something there that people recognise that people can shell out money for. So you but think I, people are cashing in on uh, people's sentiment? Yeah, of course they are. Yeah. But, but if, if we take it more general... Oh, what were you going to say? I was going to say, do you think it works? Yes. Oh my God, does it work? But it then again, can we talk about so Jurassic well. World now? You've only got two okay. minutes. I've been holding my tongue. Okay. 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 No, because this feeds in perfectly. Feeds in really well. Keep an eye. Let's talk. Let's talk about. You're going to get distracted. Let's talk about Jurassic World. Now, what I think of as sort of this blatant sort of trend of nostalgia to pull people into cinemas is things like Transformers. I'm not going to talk about Transformers because I talked about it in the last podcast, but I really hate it. And I you looked it up. things like um, <laughs> uh, said it was his Ninja film. Turtles, which yeah. I haven't seen, so I won't pass judgment on it, but I've yeah, heard, it was, heard, it, heard it was bad. <laughs> but I, I, I feel like I, I don't want to pass judgment because I haven't seen it. But things like that, things from properties that people knew when they were younger, I also know that there's now a Power Rangers uh, film being remade. I, 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 incidentally, I don't know whether anybody saw that internet. The short yes, one. I loved yeah. it so I much. I hated it. Oh, no, I loved it. I hated it. <laughs> Everything... It's just the worst. <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry, but that piece of shit. Amazing film. It was fantastic. Did you watch the Power Rangers short film? I didn't yeah. see it. It was fucking terrible. It was great. They just ruined everything that was like pure and innocent no. and exciting and wonderful about it. They just made everybody into awesome. like no a boobs in it. Yeah. It was, it's not like it's not like they've deleted. Yeah, thank everything yeah. out. <laughs> Shut up. Jurassic World, right? <laughs> Sorry, it's not, it's not like they just deleted everything, or that, that's gone before it. It was a fan film. It's a side project. Yeah, it was terrible, and it was amazing. Badly paced, badly done, not in keeping with the tone of the original shit. Awesome but we're not talking tone. about reboots. Okay, we're, yeah, not we're talking, talking about, about Jurassic World. We're talking about we're Jurassic talking World, about Jurassic which in World, a way yeah. is kind of a soft reboot. But Jurassic World, in my opinion, exemplifies what is wrong. With nostalgia in mainstream um, Hollywood films, I think. The opening of that film uh, shows a sort of 
love for the source material and there's a character in it who in a way kind of represents nostalgia who's actually the most interesting character in the film who is the guy in the control room your man on the ground who, who, he's in, oh, he's, yeah. he's in the office who's, he's wearing an old Jurassic Park yeah. t-shirt and he keeps making references and he's like it's like, it's like an in-joke it's like oh it's never going to be as good as the original which is like a joke of yeah. Jurassic World never living up to the Meta hype of the humor. original Meta humor, yeah. yeah. but he's the best character in the film because he kind of represents something that was better and was sort of a pure interesting new idea and what Jurassic World isn't is pure and interesting and new what it is is factory produced and uh, by the end kind of boring, unsubtle, and not particularly. Uh, it doesn't feel like a Jurassic Park film. Wow, shut I, I, uh, <laughs> I completely feel like a Jurassic disagree. Park Come on, film Sam. Okay, you, Sam. No, I completely disagree. I think it's um, nostalgia done right, to be honest, because you can watch that film like with your new family of kids who have never seen Jurassic Park. And they'll enjoy that film, having known nothing about all the films that came before it. And you could watch that, having watched them, and be like, oh, I remember that. Oh, I remember that bit. Oh, that's really cool. I remember that bit. So I think it's done well because it's, it's not a reboot, because it still exists in that world. Yeah. And so a soft reboot is what we said in the same way um, as Mad Max. So, yeah, I think it's done really well. Like, when they find the old Jeep and that, it's just like, yeah. oh, yeah. Do awesome. you know what? In terms of nostalgia, I think I'm inclined to agree with you Sam I think they do do this nostalgia quite well in it also what I think they also do well is they even bring back characters that were relevant then like the uh, the Asian scientist Henry Wu yeah that's what I said and uh, <laughs> 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 like bringing him back who also as well you need to include the books a little bit and I haven't read the books I've read a bit of the book but um, there's a, a cool series on YouTube that compares films to books uh, I'll have to find out and put a link in there for you but there's a lot of stuff they include that was from like the first book, like mm. that scientist, like the fact that they even say like the the dinosaurs have been designed like this, so they probably wouldn't even look like this. That yeah, was that was the, cool. I that was that. one thing that I liked in the film that they addressed the fact that the dinosaurs in the film don't look like how dinosaurs would have looked. Probably covered in ma- massive, yeah, covered like, in feathers and stuff. And they, 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 and Wu like points that out at one point. He's like, you didn't want realistic. What you wanted was bigger and scarier and more yeah. teeth, which is fine. Don't have a problem with that. What I do have a problem with. Is the I don't it just, tonally it feels wrong to have a Jurassic Park film where everything functions correctly at the start. Like I, I know oh, we've always in, wanted that. Like, I, I, I didn't mind it as a kid. But it just it, didn't did you feel, not, like, You may as well have called that film uh, Super Dinosaur Park for the re- relevance it has. The original Jurassic Park film outside <laughs> outside <laughs> of those <laughs> sort of. Vapid, silly, sort of meaningless, throwaway bits of nostalgia where they're like, "Oh, here's the banner on the floor from the original. Oh, they've got into this place. Why is that oh, they've managed to start yeah. a chief that, not... that was dead for twenty why don't you years." Like that? Because it's empty. Because it's it, it represents what I was talking to you about with pixels. Is that it's just uh, here's the thing you recognise. That's the that's the comedy. That's not a comedy. It's not comedy. But it, that's the. That's what should make you excited, is you recognise this thing. Yeah. And, it's and it bo- works. It, but it, that doesn't, that doesn't just spark because something, something works in your... doesn't mean it's good. But doesn't it doesn't mean that spark it's culturally... something from your childhood where you're like, oh, like, I used to really no. like that. Okay, really? Really? Oh, what's, what's wrong with it? What's wrong with it? What's wrong with it? Yes. Because it's cheap. It feels cheap because there's no artistry to it. You are just showing me something that I recognise. If I show you a picture of Yoshi, you'll go, oh, it's Yoshi. But I haven't done anything there. I haven't put any effort in. There's no... 
But it, oh, it's history to my nostalgia. They've, they've, they've done it deliberately. They could have not done it. And it's only like a passing thing. That's what I mean. It's just like, it's just there to be like... Oh, that's to me, like, it seems like the things I hate about sequels. Like in the t- the second two Pirates of the Caribbean films, flawed films, yes, but I kind of like them overall because I think they've got a scope and I think they've got a... You know, I know a lot of people don't like them and a lot of people attack those films, but I think they're, they've got a scope and sort of an interest that the fourth one certainly didn't have. But... They use lines in those films that are directly ripped from the first one, specifically because you're like, oh, uh, why is the rum always gone? Oh, he said that when the first one. That is not clever. That is not a clever situation. It is not a clever joke. And that is empty, airheaded nostalgia, which is just like, bing, it's, I get that reference. Yeah, which the, is so there's, shit. There's a big time difference between, I think, going back to the kids as well, between Cat Pirates of the Caribbean 1 and Yeah, I, I, I'm not saying it's the it? same. I'm saying it's similar. Yeah, but there's in, a big in my time head. difference to factor in there. I think Coolfingers address it part the way I address it part, though, is that 20 years later, it's like, oh, I remember this. But then you kids can go back and watch Dress It Part 1 and be like, oh, they yeah, but that, well. that to me strikes me as the same as how the prequels did nostalgia badly. Like, here's Yoda. All of a sudden, he's got a fucking lightsaber, you know, and you're like, oh, that ruins everything about well, the character. Well, that's because they're for me, changing the narrative of that thing that you've got in your head. Yeah, you're like, ruining it, yeah. Well, in the prequels, certainly. Yeah, that, you would that, agree that, that, that the prequels yeah, that, that, that's what I mean. But to me, it felt like that. It felt like that. And, and let me talk about the final scene. So, spoilers for Jurassic World, if you haven't seen it, um, close your ears for a minute. But... The ending. Have you seen it? No, but don't worry. Okay, okay. Oh, it doesn't really spoil anything directly, but <laughs> but you got it a spoiler. Okay, no, okay. Seriously, just it. But yeah, the <laughs> final scene we see the T Rex from the original film. He sort of let out the paddock to sort of join she. in this sort of. Sorry, her. Yes, um, this T Rex from the original film is let out of its paddock to fight this sort of new Plotosaurus, uh, sort of. Uh, and and the whole idea of this new dinosaur is that it's bigger and scarier and then you let out the old one and you're supposed to feel this surge of sort of, oh man, this is my childhood. This It's, it's going to be this clash of the times. And they meet up and it's just rubbish. No, Literally I everyone else in the world the felt that though. You're the only one who doesn't it's feel not like that. See, this is what I'm trying <laughs> to say. I don't, I don't so, think that, I don't think, that, it doesn't, okay. To sum up, I, th- I, I think the thing is, I think nostalgia works. And I think you said it works. You've even said yourself it works. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Let, let me cut that off for a second. <laughs> you said that it works. You said that it works. You just said you think it feels cheap. It does. Let me let me say that it works. But let me say that with a proviso. Okay. It works. But McDonald's works. Or um, Starbucks it's works. Get okay. the product placement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah I, I'm, I'm such a whore. I'm such a whore. No, but like. The, the the thing behind it is that it works. But there are plenty of things out there that are neither culturally viable nor interesting in a narrative sense that work. Uh-huh. Minions. Brilliant. You know, thing, things that like are knee-jerk. Here's a funny thing. Here's, an, here's a thing that everyone will find funny. But they aren't good. They are bad for culture. They are, I wouldn't say cultural vandalism, but I would say that they are distressingly moving towards something that is anti-artistic. I, 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 I feel would, like I that would, is... The okay. counterpoint to that, I'd say, is that it's refreshing stuff, especially nowadays when um, technology is progressing so much, it's hard to have like a new generation of people watch older things 
and have Why? the same appreciation for it. Why is that true? Because e- it's everyone's always isn't we, it? We if you grew, show a kid not the original no, Jurassic Park, that's pro- possibly another topic. <laughs> <laughs> we, grew up, we grew up in the 90s and we were watching films from the 80s. And but stuff. no, it's like video games. You couldn't show someone a video game from 1990, like Crash Bandicoot. You couldn't give that to a kid now. They'd be like, what the hell is this? Well, why What's are people watching Pixels? Why are we watching Pixels? But that's what I mean. Like, you need to update it and make it relevant. And that's what Jurassic World did. It made the old ones relevant. I think everyone's put their point across. Yeah, I think to sum up, Judge Park's awesome cut. (laughs) (laughs) Good hustle, good hustle, everyone. How were you not incidentally disappointed by that ending CGI fight? I was. It 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 sparked to me what it was designed to spark. Really? Because for me, it felt really empty. Oh, mate, let's just continue talking about Jurassic World while this whole episode because we're still recording. Are we still recording? Okay, so we're getting back to Jurassic World. Like, I I feel like I want to. So finish off by saying yeah, I, what I, I disliked about it. I can't say that it's bad because it does to me what it's designed to do, if you mm. know what I mean. So I, it'd be hypocritical of me to say, oh, yeah, it's, no. it's all crap. No, I, I think that's, it, I think that's I mean? good because I, I've said this to other people, but I understand why people like it. And in, in a way, I kind of understand. It's the same reason why I understand that no, nostalgia works because like other people are triggered by things that they get and then that they recognize but for me it has to be more than that like i see the ending of jurassic world and what i see is a pale imitation of the original rather than yeah if evocative you know things that are meant to be creating within me the emotions that the original did Mm. and i think partly that's because of the overuse of cgi i think the cgi in it is you're right, Nikita. It's just like, like Luke's Luke, 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 just there waiting to get on The part of me is that I feel like the original had a mixture. Even the third one had a mixture of CGI and animatronics, and that's why it worked. But the final fight in Jurassic World is one of the reasons why I did not like that film. Like, I like Chris Pratt. I like Bryce Dallas Howard is really fit. You know, there are reasons why I like that film. But the that final scene between the raptor and the T-Rex and the uh, Plotosaurus where, you know, you've got the raptor, like, jumping out. The raptor comes around the corner. It was going to have to do that, though. Well, it didn't didn't have to do something so blatant. When the raptor comes around the corner in slow motion, it is so cheesy, and you just want to rip your eyeballs out. You're like, what is that crap? Uh, In terms of the nostalgia, I didn't have a problem with most of the nostalgia. I didn't mind that. I thought the dinosaur fight was awesome, uh, bar a small part of it. Is the other nostalgia bits that are a little bit like, like when she's getting, uh, can I say this? Minor spoiler, like when she's uh, getting the T-Rex to run after her with the uh, lights Mm. and stuff. No, I've already mentioned that bit. Yeah, I think that that was kind of pushing it a bit for me. The, I think if they'd uh, done that right, then it would have yeah. made sense. Well, but she the way had they high did heels it... on the whole time. That annoyed me more than anything <laughs> in the whole film. Yeah. But uh, my, my only I'm gripe... sure there's plenty of girls out there who would tell you that it's possible to run in high heels. Well, yes. I've tried it, and I did not... Yeah, you don't anymore. wear them a lot, though. Well, out of that film's problems, then I, I would suggest that that was a very minor one. I, I, I'd say that my problem with it is... That its nostalgia feels empty, and that final fight is everything I feel is wrong with modern CGI blockbusters. There's no weight to it. There's no weight to any of the action. <clears throat> you know, the reason why Jurassic Park One still looks good is because there's a very real yeah. sense with the giant animatronic I'll give you that, T-Rex yeah. head, yeah. which that isn't going to stop looking realistic. Yeah, you know that doesn't date. 
Like you, I think we've mentioned I think we'll this on films with, before. Oh, like um, physical effects. Yeah, yeah. We'll see that though with when they release the second Jurassic World because I think it's already got greenlit for a, a sequel. Mm. Do you think which is understandable because I it's honestly like the hope Trevorrow third, doesn't ha- doesn't whatever. do it because I don't think Trevorrow's a good director. I've seen his original, his first film, Safety Not Guaranteed, and it's fine. But, um, but it's it's, yeah, it's no it's kind of a yeah, it's, average. It's not great. Yeah. But whereas you watch something like Gareth Edwards, who directed the most recent Godzilla film, mm. not a great film, but the Godzilla stuff's amazing. But his yeah. first film, Monsters, is brilliant, like yeah. genuinely excellent use of like low budget stuff, and that's how to do CGI well is when you do it on a low budget and it's... When you film CGI like it's real, it tends to look real, like District 9, yeah. like Jurassic Park. You know, you film it like it's a real thing rather than trying to like flip underneath it and all over it. You know, that's what, you know, the yeah. Avengers films, and they just look fake. It just looks like a cartoon. Same with the end of Jurassic World. Just... That final fight was so underwhelming because it was just two silly puppet mm. dinosaurs, like well, CGI dinosaurs jumping of, um... at each other. There's a lot of... <laughs> Boxes oh, to tick on this one. That's the soundbite, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, like boxes they had to tick with this one. That's why I mean, like when the sequel comes out, I think it will have different beats to it. I think that that I really there was stuff so. they had to do to get people on board and like get excited about the franchise again. So I think it was needed. What that to need, yeah. I suppose I'm kind of but, in the middle ground. So we'll see. I think until the yeah. sequel comes out, we'll see. I enjoyed the film. I'm kind of in the middle ground between you two. There was bits that didn't work well. There's other bits that I absolutely love. I reckon this is probably one we should wrap and let the audience sort of Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, uh, if we can sp- this yeah. is extra for the podcast, This is, this is extra yeah. podcasting. Oh, fun. Is, so any, uh, so you have to listen to the podcast to get all this, yeah. guys. Yeah. If, you go over to, uh, if you go over to our we website, have... if you go over to uh, screenfiends.net, if you go on to the podcast section, there's a comment section on there now. So if you and there's a whole Ooh. forums. Can we have can we have like a funny like a funny forums. random word like purple giraffe? So if you've actually listened to this part of the podcast, comment purple giraffe. Yeah. People won't know what you're on about, but we will. We'll yeah. know that you stayed. <laughs> <laughs> True fiend friends. True fiend friends. Fiend friends. I, I really like. True I, fiend friends. Purple giraffe people. Purple giraffe. It's gonna be. Um, Really good fun to edit in all. <laughs> and sorry, yeah, this Sam. is gonna be an absolute. Good. And sorry, edit. future Sam, who has to okay. edit this? Okay. Uh, yeah, so I'm looking at uh, zombies uh, in popular culture, basically, because last time, my last time, it was a bit intense. So was thought, it? Uh, was it a little bit intense? Was yeah. It? Mm. Yeah, I've gone. Intense. I've gone for the intensity this time. My topic yeah. was the intensity. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. So yelling. So, yeah. I'm also can't stop swearing. I, I think. <laughs> are we going to start bleeping my stuff? I think yeah, just, we just yeah. bleep yeah. Alistair. Though, Edison's going to be a nightmare as is. I'm not going to be bleeping. Bleep, e- bleep everything <laughs> I say except for my swear words. So it's just twat. Yeah. So obviously we all know about zombies. You know, we've all seen the films from Dawn of the Dead to The Walking Dead. Twenty eight uh, days later. Uh, Twenty eight days later. Uh, this is some of the things I was going to cover. Um, I think the first zombie film, as everyone sort of uh, in cinema wise, was probably White Zombie, which is I think was in the nineteen thirties. But the dude who sub- obviously sort of popularized and codified uh, zombies in popular culture is obviously George A. Romero. With yeah. uh, not <laughs> is uh, he's a film director. <laughs> He knows who George A. Romero is. <laughs> who obviously made uh, Night of the Living Dead. Uh, and then, you know, you come up with all the law, basically, which is you shoot them in the head to kill them. They usually hunt as a pack and they're just almost mindless and ravenous for human flesh. flesh. It is interesting yeah. how you can go back and watch Night of the Living Dead and how it sort of still holds up. Yeah. Like, to the original, like, or to modern zombie films with how the... the <laughs> 
the, like the rules, the zombie rules still yeah. apply. I mean, there's a couple that kind of got axed later on, like zombie, zombies being afraid of fire. Like the, the, the zombies yeah. are kind of afraid of fire in that, but... They've definitely been changed and updated. But I guess my question is, what is this obsession with with zombies? Why, why are people so obsessed with zombies and why do they persist? There's a really good um, introduction by Simon... Is it introduction in Simon Pegg um, for The Walking Dead? Um, trade paperback where he's like why are people obsessed with it and it's because um, zombies represent like that unavoidable like death like everyone's marching towards it and you can't escape it and that's why it's such like a universally acknowledged and kind of accepted um, character is because that's what it represents um, I think ironically it has been done to death because, like, <laughs> what else can you do? Like, nice choice of words. Yeah. It's, it's been done to death and then brought back to life again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, The Walking Dead comic side, I think it was 2001. Yeah. And since then, it's just been non-stop. And I, I, I am fed up with it. The, the thing that separates The Walking Dead is because it's not about the zombies. It's about the human stories evolved around that. So that you could... Take out the zombies. Literally, from the, from the title of the show, if you've read the comics, I don't know whether it's come up in the show, but The Walking Dead is not referring yeah, to the zombies. Not, yeah, it's, it's the actual yeah. humans themselves. So it's like, um, it, you could replace the zombies with any kind of like breakdown of society, and that all of those stories would effectively stay the same. Mm. But I think in terms of like popular culture, like the Call of Duty games and all this kind of stuff, like zombie mode, and even even like plants versus zombies and all this kind of stuff. It's just like I've got to agree. The market is like highly cheap, saturated with cheap zombies. Cheap to use that Alistairism. But at the same time, the market is also <laughs> highly saturated with superhero films. To I'd say of the same. Yeah, but the characters of superheroes gonna... differ, don't they? Greatly to yeah. a zombie is. But the, a zombie. I, I find the cool thing is personally Marvel zombies. It's infected everything. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Is it just going to keep gravitating back to superheroes? Well, also, or I just made a zombie fun, a zombie pun, a zombie fun, and zombie pun. Zombie pun. <laughs> I just said uh, it's infected everything, which ah, is hey, uh, hey, I didn't even mean to. Hey. Yeah, it's been done to death, and it's infected everything. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, We're on fire. <laughs> yeah. So why? Uh, so there must be a reason for it being so so persistent. And I, I kind of have my own theories on this as well. Uh, I just wanted to hear what everyone else's was. Um, so like, yours was more sort of. Uh, uh, the reason that, as I say, like the reason those stories exist is because of that. Because that theme is ever present and it's not going to change. It's just the way it's presented, and it currently for the last. 40 years has been as zombies. They're coming to get you, Barbara. I think there's also a sense of, in a breakdown of society, and this exists in all post-apocalyptic fiction, so I guess we'll come back to the zombie thing, but I if I, want, I would say uh, the appeal of post-apocalyptic stuff, and particularly zombies, is it's a return to a much simpler time where morals are uh, based upon the will of the group, the small mm. group that you're with, they are. Uh, there is a, a fight for food, and a uh, there's an immediacy to everything. Modern life has become very easy, and uh, palpably sort of cushy. You know, we have our, our uh, sort of our you know fun little lives where we live in this sort of bubble. I mean, there's things we obviously have to contend with every day, you know, the, the threat of war or illness or, you know, there are things that we deal with, but none of them are on an immediate, terrifying, visceral scale as something like 
a zombie apocalypse or or any kind of post-apocalypse like if you want to watch like the best post-apocalypse uh sort of settings like the road or um i would argue stuff like um a boy and his dog mm. you know it's things that sort of have a an element of bleakness like complete and utter bleakness but within that there is a chance for the ordinary man to become a hero and i think that's why zombie fiction works because zombies yeah. are just a vessel to project heroics onto they are a mm-hmm. enemy to destroy yes. Yes. yes i can become the hero i can pick up a baseball bat with nails in it and, yes. and destroy something yes. whereas i i can't you know i can't make myself into conan but I, I could. Know, I, I believe in you are. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I could pick up a lawn edger and take off a zombie's head. You know, mm. it is the appeal of turning Joe everybody into something elevated. Definitely, yeah. I think as well. I think it really promotes. Um, you know, coming back to Jurassic Park, then dinosaurs, massive dinosaur coming towards you. You're never going to be able to get away from it. Let's be honest. We're we're humans. We're tiny compared to them. They're going to eat us. We're going to die. It's a defeatable em- enemy. Yeah. It's like <laughs> zombies. They walk slow. They're dumb. You Depends know, which uh, type of zombie. Okay, fine, 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 fine. fine. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to tar all the... You also, know, you did say 28 days later earlier and 28 days later, they're not zombies. <laughs> they're infected people. Okay, but basically it is, it does, like, like what you were just saying, Alistair, I think it, it definitely gives you that sense of you know, people still say it. Zombie apocalypse. What weapon are you going to use? Yeah, it's what exciting. are you going to grab? It's an yeah. immediate hero situation. It's this idea like... of like we know. Well, we know. We presume if there is a zombie apocalypse, you don't go. Oh no, we're all going to die. Oh, we go. We is... don't. We go. I'd barricade the doors. I'd do this. I'd do that. I'd use this as a weapon. Yeah. I'd I love this that. As like, a weapon. I love that. that like, like, if there was a zombie, that we don't. I know. We don't just, just be crying. Oh, I'd be the first person to be bitten. All the tin soup is gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, it would be awful. There's no Facebook. <laughs> but that is how we think. I mean, did anybody see Dead Set? Yes. The, the Big oh, Brother yeah. zombie. Amazing. Yeah, I absolutely it? loved mm. that. Utterly brilliant. I thought that was so good. But, and it was but, funny because it was a piss take on... Who cut the lawns? It was, <laughs> I love the fact it was a piss take on Big Brother yeah, yeah. with the with the side of this zombie. I thought that was absolutely brilliant. I I loved all of those episodes, and yet there is still this way. You know, in the end, I'm sure everyone's seen Dead Set. It's, it's not really a spoiler, but everybody dies in it. <laughs> everybody dies, yeah, and everyone becomes zombies yeah. in it, and there is no happy ending. Yeah. But yet, there is still this Charlie idea Brooker, of... incidentally, the creator of that show, was really pissed off when everyone really liked it. And he was like, shit, I could definitely have done like a second season of that if I hadn't <laughs> no. killed everyone. Was there only like five episodes, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah, but it's yeah, like, sure. it, it really sticks to its guns and yeah. it's really good. A good show. But, yeah. Look, I think... Can someone like flag up a spoiler warning there? Because I, I, I feel like people shouldn't have that spoiled, but it, it, even though it is really old. Although spoiler warnings... That's what I'm saying. Maybe That's they should come with a... Maybe a spoiler Yeah, spoiler warning should come with like an expiry date. Like five years, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. He's I, a ghost, I, it's his father, <laughs> you know. <laughs> He's a... She's a bloke. Oh, they're all dead. They're all dead, yeah. My personal fascination with like the zombie um, genre is that it changes with the times. And uh, I totally agree. Um, zomb- well, zombies used to be terrifying. When when Night of the Living Dead came out, people were like, this is horrible. You need to get out of the cinemas. It's disturbing. It's yeah, disgusting. making people throw up in because the aisles. Has, yeah, but now it's so oversaturated. People know they can defeat zombies. Although I would say... But slow, we don't what, know. What's scary about zombies is that it doesn't matter how slow they are, they're always going to be able to get you because 
you you'll get tired, you'll run out of food, you'll get hungry, you'll get weak, and the zombies will be at your door. Have you read uh, World War Z? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, no, oh, no, you need See, to read. Well, that's <laughs> the difficulty. The film is it's not a bad of, film. Yeah, there are good parts of it, but it is not an adaptation of World War Z. film ruined with CGI as well. I just yeah. Put that out oh, there. definitely. Yeah. But like the 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 idea of um, I think it's with the submarine, like how yeah. because zombies. Dead anyway, so they're yeah. just at the bottom. Oh of the god, ocean, yeah, and they're at like, the bottom of the ocean. They realise yeah, they can't yeah. get up because there's so many zombies on top of the. Yeah, submarine. yeah, exactly. It's, it's just, just like just that crazy. kind of idea. That's why I love that book because it yeah. made you think about it from yeah, a completely really different good. way. It's, it's really, really good for Search that. Search it out if you have seen the film. Then that's what your appetite for something that is a lot better. Yes. The, the, what is it? The battle, the battle that happens in that. Oh, uh, the battle of Hope. Yonkers. 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 Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I remember that because that's a title of the creator song. But um, like that. Battle scene. Is it's, it new hope? It's just well, such a shame that it didn't. There's another one. Well, it and where they played the, like, oh, the Iron Maiden one. and stuff to try and like yeah, um, that's draw right. the final the final battle. Yeah, where they all have the sort of the thing that kind of looks like a lawn edger that's like her. Oh, the oh, they they specifically it, yeah, yeah. like they designed yeah. it specifically it's like that, that, like that it's, it's good for uh, Lopper. that and then it's like taking the head off. Lopper, you know? Lopper, yeah. Lopper, yeah. Lopper. It's, it's written it in this sort of clinical Lopper. historical yeah. way, which is really good. Fantastic. And there's some amazing story. I think my favourite story's got to be the one. Uh, it's it's an Indian story where the, the they get up into like a pass up in the mountains and it's about them blowing this bridge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that one's brilliant. But yeah, excellent book. Yeah. But it is it is. But that pres- kind of presents that the kind of that, I think that came at a time like kind of the peak of the zombie culture mm. in the mainstream. Yeah. Mm. But it like it took it from like a kind of okay now if this were going to happen what would actually and it explains it so well and that that makes it's, it scary when they're yeah, like yeah there's yeah. actually a scene in that book where there's like when the TVs are still running there's like teenagers on the streets with like. Um, baseball bats with knives on them and stuff, mm. and then like like trying to think, th- thinking they're really cool and getting followed by um, uh, reporters, and then just getting overrun. Yeah, like th- th- actually, no wait, this doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I really like is because they have my personal thing with zombies is they they've become so oversaturated they've become like a cannon fodder, and they yeah. shouldn't be. And yeah. I really like how I'm not finished watching all of Walking Dead, but from what I have watched, number one, it's returned it back to the human element. It's another thing that people forget with George A. Romero's first few uh, zombie films is it was always about the humans. The zombies were just there, mm. and uh, it all takes place in a house, and uh, everything. It's, it's about, a bottle episode, isn't it? It's just yeah. like you have to cram the characters together. Yeah. Yeah, and and I'm glad stuff like Walking Dead brings it back to the characters because it doesn't matter if the zombies are hard to uh, hard or easy to kill. The real test is humans trying to survive against other humans really it's always the biggest threat that's it as well when um when the um kirkman first presented that idea to image um they read that first couple of episodes and it doesn't really have many zombie attacks or anything on it and they were like oh this is really good but when like what's it actually about and so he sold it as like an alien invasion yeah and he was like he sold it to Image, saying, "Oh yeah, the, um, the zombies are like alien sleeper agents." And then eventually the aliens come down. And like, oh, that's awesome! And then they said, like, about ten, twenty uh, issues in, obviously it's just prolonging this human story. <laughs> like the um, executive, were like, so when are these uh, yes. aliens gonna come so in? Just like, oh like yeah, yeah, it's nothing, nothing to do with aliens. Kind of like a body snatch, uh, snatchers type thing. Yeah, like. yeah, but he just like because at that time zombies weren't relevant. He had to like 
like sell that yeah. idea when again. Was the, when was the comic? Two thousand one, wasn't was it? it? One, oh, I think. So would that make it around the same time? I would say that would make it around the same time as the sort of Renaissance began. I would say zombie Renaissance because there's there's some weeks later began that. Days. Uh, sorry, 28 days. Well, later, 28 yeah. days later in Shaun of the Dead, yeah. I would argue, and the Dawn of the Dead remake, which yes. actually gets a lot of stick, but and it's they were really all at the start good. Of the the, the Nortis as well at the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I, th- I think I think 28 days later, the Walking Dead comic, Shaun of the Dead, and 20. Um, I've already, uh, sorry, Dawn of the Dead remake, Shaun of the Dead. Um, 28 days later in the Walking Dead comic it's because I was really difficult saying all those because they all have dead in them and I was like have I said any of those already Um, they kind of started off this renaissance which has created some like real gems like Wreck which is brilliant and some utter shite like, like just sort of Throw away straight to DVD nonsense, which yeah, there was which stuff really like that. Which really annoys me because they're so easy. They're so, so easy much to make. Even George Romero himself's kind Even of gone Alistair Brown has made a zombie film essentially. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. First, my first film I made at um, uni was a zombie film as well. So because it's easy and it tests a lot of things, you can get does. a lot of makeup it, artists it, involved you know, with that. Easy it's easy to enough do. to use humans yeah. as your enemies. It's easy to do, but it's hard to do well. And uh, yeah, another thing that I find fascinating in zombie, good zombie films, what George Romero again used to do, is all the social stuff that was attached to it, and I found it absolutely fascinating. Like, I could watch uh, The Dawn of the Dead, and it's like the, the protagonist is a black guy, and he's kind of leads, leading the charge. And I think this, oh, it's okay if I spoil this because it's like a 40 year old film. But by the end of the film, he gets through all the mindless zombies, survives the night, only to be mindlessly shot. I yeah. such a massive comment yeah. about society at that time, about equal rights. At the time? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty yeah. <laughs> that, that is a film that has remained relevant. It's the most frightening thing in a zombie yeah. film that does it well, is how it reflects society. I, I think in the modern day zombie films, uh, oh, what's, what's kind of helped the, uh, the renaissance, as you call it, I think is... What's relevant? Well, we've come off like a recession, uh, and the technology is sort of progressing at like a ridiculously fast rate. And but and um, I think P- uh, the PBS channel on YouTube they made like a good, uh, yeah, like said something really cool about sort of technology. Sort of it continues, but it's disinterested in you. It it can it doesn't matter what you think. It's going to continue. And Skynet. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the same sort of thing. It's the same as uh, body snatchers, zombies, or robots. It's a society that's... It's well, a, it's that's a, when, you know, the other week we were talking about DayZ and all those kind of games. Yeah. That's what makes that game so brilliant. Like, no one cares about the zombies in that game. What gives it the adrenaline rush is when you run into just another human player. That. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I was just about to say, Call of Duty zombies and stuff like that, people went nuts for it. And I think bringing it back to my topic from last week is, um, as well... There's a lot of teamwork, especially with zombies and things like that. You get into a building and you're all right. Well, who's going to go out for food? Well, you're going to make this run. Well, I'll get your back. I'll watch you for that. Come help me board up this window. And it's like, it promotes that teamwork effort. You all work as a team because you don't have a choice. You are against them. You have to stay as a team. And And State of Decay is really good as well. Have you played that? Uh, I haven't, but I've heard good things. Because that's like you, a group of people, and then like... If you go out as a character and that character get killed, like it demoralizes your camp, and that means like you have to do certain things, like get morale back up. Yeah, and I think that that's it. It's like like I keep saying, like it's the human element that makes it interesting. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, have but, you noticed that all the popular stuff that we mention 
it's always about the human element. Yeah, really, and that, that, that's why I like the, the humans, Call of Duty yeah. side of things where you're saying it's just cannon fodder. That's when it's just boring yeah. and it's just like, but what? Ironically, though, I, I love playing Zombie uh, Army Trilogy at the moment, which is just a cannon fodder game. <laughs> but it's all about teamwork and that, which is quite fun. It's actually quite, it gets very, very suspenseful, actually, when you like, shit, I've got like five bullets left and there's like a massive zombie walking towards me I remember that the what story I'm... is not it's not a story driven game <laughs> it's not as it's not like a zombie story it's not yeah. a... I remember that's what I really wanted Dead Rising to be is to uh, be like suspense suspenseful yeah. and stuff but eventually you know you just it just gets silly you know you're wearing a silly hat and you're pushing yeah. the lawnmower through them you know the the only time yeah. a lawnmower should ever be used it's, on it's not in- zombies it's is not in like it's inherently bad i mean it's just that's the fun side but I'm just, it just makes me feel bad that the, i, I think there is something the, it, yeah it, it detracts yeah. from the mythos of them what makes yeah. them scary yeah. that you, there's an oversaturation as we've said and there's very few games or films indeed that capture that sense of bleakness but also um heroism that i think really yeah. sort of exemplifies what yeah. zombies became there so, I, mean, I, I think like what you said about um, being able to project uh, zombies is something we can project something onto i think that's absolutely spot on i think it's absolutely spot on as well about um it's giving the average joe that's sean of that's a perfect example you yeah. make the average joe like the hero and i think that's what's really good and i think when you mix that with the really really good story a human element and then you've got that social those social themes that are underlying everything like the consumerism in mm. dawn of the dead racism in night of the living dead that's that's a really good mixture for a very yeah. solid zombie film mm. and i think uh it just it is a bit sad that it's they're so pop, more popular than ever but it's at the expense of that that me for us other than walking dead which is Coming like the exception, which is a bit sad. Mm. Yeah, I think it's yeah. It's funny that something like The Walking Dead can exist so well within that mythos, and then everything around it still maintains that zombies are these silly things that just yeah. get pushed over and stuff. Yeah, mm. but at least it's at least it's evidence that um, it can still be done right. Mm. I'm interested yeah. to watch uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's new film. Maggie. Uh, film, yeah. Mm. Um, uh, from the reviews, it's been getting mixed reviews, but I want to see it myself. Same reasons what you say in previous podcasts, you know, so I can make a judgment myself. Uh, but I love why they're going with that. It looks like it is all about the uh, the little girl, and I'm really interested to see how that plays out. Mm. Um, and also, I'd love to make a special note as well. I love uh, other films where the role was reversed and they missed a massive beat with this. And that was like Iron Legend, because in the original book, I don't think, you know, again, it's been like 30 odd years. Spoiler, he's the bad guy. You know, society's moved, the world's, cha- <laughs> the world's moved on. He's not, he's not, Robert Neville's not really It's not bad, bad but from their perspective, he's a monster. He's like the scariest thing there. Oh, yeah. Like, his, I mean, they, I think, were they in the book? I think they draw pitch, scary pictures of him. Because like, I think it's, they, 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 it's a bit weird because at the end of the book, it is a very old book, so yeah. we can't really spoil that one. But like, um, at the end of the book, he's captured by these hordes. In the book, yeah. they're vam- they're essentially vampires, yeah. but they exist in a sort of their own society. I've kind of seen it as like it feels kind of like. Do you ever see that film Daybreakers? Oh yes, like I Am Legend feels like a prequel to that, where they're setting up a vampire society, and Robert Neville's like the last human going crazy. But yeah, (laughs) but there is kind of this mythos about him by the end amongst the vampires that he was this one sort of thing that was keeping them. So they are vampires, but it's a similar sort of thing. They're kind of like, but it's interesting to look at that. Like society's changed, but he was old-fashioned, yeah, Yeah. which is quite interesting. 
I think to sum up then, yeah, I think the reason zombies are so popular is because you can have all the silly fun, but there's still shows out there as well, like we said, Walking Dead, which prove they can still be sort of a compelling yeah. Yeah. force. And films, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, films, comics. Like, and games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I love them. I've written like two essays on zombies and stuff. I'm just a massive... Do you have a favourite zombie film? If we, if we can sum up with favourite zombie film. Favourite zombie films, that is absolutely easy for me, and that is the, what I'd say was the original uh, Night of the Living Dead. Because mm-hmm. it's just it had and everything, classic. human element and the um, social under, uh, underpinnings. Do you I, have a favourite? Mine, mine would be Shaun of the Dead. I, Shaun I, of the it, Dead honestly, is brilliant. It's, it, is, it is incredible. I love the yeah. element comedy. Everything is brilliant. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun yeah. of the Dead. Wow, yeah. two votes yeah. for Shaun of the Dead. I love Shaun of the Dead, and I really love Wreck. And I really, there's so many zombie films I could list up. I really love Return of the Living Dead, despite the fact. It invented the whole brains thing, mm. which actually a lot of zombie purists kind of see as like a sort of uh, sort of cultural whitewashing of zombies, because zombies were this terrifying thing until Night uh, Return of the Living yeah. Dead got them speaking and saying brains and eating brains, brains instead of flesh. Brains, you yeah, know, that was from Return of the Living Dead, but it's still a really good film. But I would say Day of the Dead. As the the third in the zombie wow. trilogy, uh, I would say. You're probably in the uh, like minority yeah. of people who would say that. I, there, the, I think Day of the Dead is the most effective zombie film out of all of them. I think Night of the Living Dead is a classic horror film and it set up tropes that would be forever relevant mm. and also uh, like the, the racial tensions in it yeah. have continued to be uh, like sort of arresting. You watch that film now and still shocking. As you said, the ending is still like, oh, you, you know, that, yeah. you don't see that coming and it's really horrible and you're yeah. like, shit. The second one is really interesting sort of comment on um, consumerism. consumerism. Yeah. And the third one is just a damn horrible zombie film yeah. like grotty there's, there's there's gore in that film that I have not seen in anything else and I've seen a lot of films and that film bad. is just man oh you, you describe bits in that where the guy gets his head pulled off yeah, and his yeah. vocal cords stretch so he's like a voice goes high and you're like oh it's Good Sunday movie. Horrible. <laughs> yeah. Good Sunday movie. Like, and Bob in it, and, you know, and uh, Rhodes, the sort of army colonel, was like, choke on her when he's getting pulled in yeah. half. It's great. Really good. So you my topic... <laughs> my, no, that was, that was my start. My topic this week is going to be a bit hard to describe, I think, but I'm just going to try and get it all out and hopefully you'll understand what I'm talking about. I am a Nintendo girl. As, as you all know. No. Yeah. I know this Saying might be shocking so. for some of you, but it's true. And since the lovely Sam here showed me Rocket League, I am now, I have now been inspired more towards PlayStation, which is great. That was his plan all along. I've even bought a new controller and everything. It's, it's, it's gorgeous. However, <laughs> however, going on there and playing Rocket League has been amazing. But because I do come from this Nintendo background, I really enjoy local multiplayer couch multiplayer playing games with my friends next to me real life real time reactions and looking on playstation i was looking for any co-op games any couch multiplayer games and they're all online and it's great yeah great you can go and play by yourself and play with your friends online you can all get on team speak you can all chat and yeah that's probably the next best thing that's sony's but, uh, tagline essentially is play, <laughs> sony play, play with yourself play by yourself play with yourself <laughs> and I, I just felt a bit lost and i started looking and i even i went on google and, and just checked and just trying to see any multiplayer games any co-op games yeah. and there was i think the most i found was like a list of 10 tower 12 Falls being yeah. one of them and tower that's a Fall game that we the only that game we played. all played exactly <laughs> and i i was just a bit like oh Right. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I know, um, like Sam, Sam was saying earlier, how how 
obviously by yourself and living by yourself and whatever like you you play games by yourself at home you play with yourself a lot because <laughs> you live on your own so, yeah. but it works it works well that you have more online games that you can play with your mates online which is great but because I think because I've grown up with Nintendo and this whole like I like playing games with other people and doing co-op things and, and like that I think yeah, it was a good bit good luck with yeah. that on any major console now except for Nintendo. but that's output. the thing so I, I feel as if what, where's that gone as because a, do, I really like so that like, uh, do the next gen consoles spell the death of yeah, no, I think I it's, it's like a, a genre-based thing. thing. This is what I was saying to um, Nikita. Is like, there are genres that it just doesn't work for. Like all the sports games, like FIFA, I always buy because me and my brother play that. That's the only um, kind of local game I think I've got. And racing games, to a certain extent, work. But you look at all like the popular multiplayer games now, like uh, FPSs yeah. and all these type of games. You, you play that split screen. It's just it's horrible. It's horrible yeah. to play. Time it Splitters is... split screen oh, was game. not terrible. Like GoldenEye split screen was not terrible. Same people. Yeah, who but on it, I think. but now it's not. Like when you yeah. go when you try and play that now, like it doesn't work. It doesn't. What? It doesn't feel. Time like Splitters is still amazing. I love Time. If Splitters. you could have played GoldenEye each without no, your GoldenEye own TV, doesn't work. Uh, uh, fair play. GoldenEye has aged so badly. Yes. What a classic. <laughs> But man, you just can't play it now because like it's a first person, but you have to kind of like <laughs> do a weird thing to aim. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't work now. But I, but I, that's what I mean. Like if you back in the day, if you had Gold Knight and you had the ability to each have a TV, it would be better. And I think that mm. that's where it like, is. Uh, it, yeah, it wouldn't be better. Than I know, yeah, like, exactly. Not the same exactly. Route. That was another thing yeah. I was going to get onto. So you can have LAN parties, yeah. and um, I remember with a few of my mates back when I was like fourteen, and we all went over to uh, one of my mates' house, two sofas in the middle of the living room, back to back. TV over there, TV over there, Halo linked yeah. up, oh, and amazing. oh, the fun you would have with yeah. that because you, I mean, the whole room you'd be screaming at each yeah. other, but you were there, you were in the room, you were well, playing. Me and my housemate, so, it was still, it was brilliant. We have two TVs in the front room, exactly, like, specifically for that reason. But, not specifically, but, but it helps. I agree. You know, like um, meeting people face to face, FaceTime. It's like the closest you're gonna yeah. get to it. It's very good, but it's still not meeting it's people. Oh no, you yeah. can't person. even. You, like it but sounds I'm like saying, you're even comparing it, and it's <laughs> exactly, there's no comparison. Exactly. Yeah. But what I'm saying is the whole fun um, of like Mario Kart was like smacking someone next. Fuck off, just <laughs> exactly. But what I'm saying, you can put on the headset, you can be on Teamspeak with all of your friends, and you can be playing. Go no, no, I thought you were. Over there. Oh come on, mate, where are you? And it's loud and it's vibrant, and you're absolutely having a brilliant fun. It's like right, well I'm off for the night now, guys. All right, yeah, see you soon, alone. see ya. You shut down the console, you take off your headset, and it's just pure pin drop yeah, silence. Yeah, yeah. And you're lost, <laughs> and you're left alone in your room like, huh. Or if you play okay. with uh, Nikita and Matt and Lyle, you just <laughs> shut down their console without saying goodbye, and you're just so kind of sorry. talking to yourself for five minutes going, guys, We're not used guys. to play. See, that's the thing. We're not used to playing Gu- guys. with people. <laughs> We're not used to playing with people online. So, yeah, Matt and I finished you're playing. You're not used to playing with people with online? No, I know. Says the person who had a whole topic about playing with people online last yeah. podcast. That was like back in the day. Now I'm more like Nintendo orientated. It's more couch multiplayer. And I just felt, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've, I've got to agree. This has been one of my personal gripes with computer games for a long time. And that is the lack of local car you, you can't you can't beat it and you I mean, can't be hanging out with your mates yeah land Playing parties games. are like fantastic but it's an, it's the convenience factor you just want to whack a computer on you might you might, might be around you might not even they might not be around to play games but you just randomly put your computer on you all sit down and you're all playing a game on the same screen and it this is when nintendo just beats everyone yeah. like it's the party aspect. It's aspect their thing, it. though, and I they've done it very yeah, well. Have yeah. to agree. I mean, we have a, a one of our friends has a um, a Wii U. Yeah. And 
it exists only for when when you've got people around and you want to do a party brilliant. game. I mean, it is like, top. It, like, um, what is it? Nintendo World. It's got like the ghost yeah. games yeah. stuff oh, that and is Mario so Chase. And yes. there's three games on there: Mario Chase, um, Ghost, yeah, the um, Ghost One, Luigi's and the Candy, and the candy yeah, Candy Catcher yeah. One, which are all brilliant, all really good. And then she's also got um, uh, We Party You. Yes, I think I think I think I think I I think we've got that one. That I think one they've got that one as well. Yeah. And also there's uh, Smash Brothers, like yeah. the seminal mm-hmm. party game, which everyone's like, I'm too small, yeah. I can't see what I'm doing. Get better. Um, <laughs> like, and Mario Kart, of yeah. course. Mario Kart. But they obviously. are. It is a dying breed, and it, and it's annoyed me ever since I bought a PS3. Went out to buy Burnout. Like I love Burnout. Burnout Three was amazing. Yeah. Burnout Three Takedown, where you like smashing yeah. the cars, and knocking <laughs> them off. It was brilliant, and you can do that to other players. You know, it was kind of introducing online because PS2 like had a small online thing that it kind of introduced mm-hmm. towards the end of its life. So I never used that, but I used it once I got PS3 and went out to buy Burnout Paradise, which is I think the first Burnout released on uh, next gen consoles at that time, PS3. And no local multiplayer. I'm like, how the fuck do you make a driving game with yeah. no local multiplayer? Yeah. And they're all like it. Yeah. I remember Motorstorm was the same. Yeah. Motorstorm was a really good game. The, like uh, a really solid desert car racing game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No local multiplayer. Up until a few years ago when they uh, rebooted the um, F1 franchise. When that first came out on PS3, that didn't ha- when they relaunched it, I mean, they didn't have multiplayer now. Now they have multiplayer. But when it first came out, because... They put. So, I assume it's because they put so much effort into like the graphics and stuff. Yeah. There just wasn't the system it, memory it for yeah. it. Um, and so they've got to a point now where they can manage that better. So it's it's come back into driving games now. But That's yeah, good. that used to annoy me on the PS3 because I'd be like, ah, oh, we'll we'll play F1, but we'll have to see who turns. can do the best yeah. lap. Yeah. Oh, and, it just kills it, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. There's nothing worse. But the whole point of a driving game is that it's competitive. Yeah. yeah. And you want to be competitive with real friends that you have, not just people you know or know. I mean, I have this thing where I don't add anyone I don't know on yeah. PlayStation, yeah, so I, I only know. have my real friends on there anyway, but yeah. it's so much more fun. You are right. It, it, there is nothing that compares to yeah. it. I mean, even online stuff I know you've got your sort of background in playing PC games and stuff but there is nothing you, you, you can't compare you that's can't what I'm compare. saying it's completely different you, you could be you, a lot more tactical with that yeah. one whereas when sitting next to somebody on the screen there's a competitiveness that you just Definitely. don't yeah. get from online you can take off the headphones and, and go back to reality and it's never the same I don't think anyone would argue that the decline in local multiplayer is a good thing I don't I'd think anyone not. would argue that oh I hope not but it is something that we're seeing more and more, and I think that's because of greed. And I think it's because if somebody buys a game and other people want to play it, you have to buy a console. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And that's horrible. If that's the reason, that's horrible. I and I just want to know, reason. is it going to come back? It's, it's got to be. It's got to be. Yeah. It's well, the only... I think there's two reasons, and I think part of it is, is definitely there's a greed factor, but the other reason is obviously practicality games are much more powerful than they used to be now. So if you're trying to render something like, uh, uh, I don't know, any Call of Duty game, the amount... All the Call of Duty games have got local multiplayer on them. Yeah. Did I? Did I? Did the new... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Call of Duty games. Most of them are like like, local multiplayer, but online, so you can play with somebody and then go online. That's really good. See, I thought maybe the system couldn't handle it. But it's not as good as... Like I say, that's not the way to play those games, though. It's not, but it's nice to have that... That's why it's a genre Unless you can play with bots, then I think that's something that you should still see. I think it's quite sad. Can you do local multiplayer in the little big planet game 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I think it's really good in that. And, yeah. Uh, They're really, like really that. good in that. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. That's what I mean. Like well, platformers played... like that, that, that they still exist, and all like the indie games that are coming through. Like we mentioned, um, what was the Nintendo one we played where you have to run across the screen? Uh, Rumbo, which was announced at E3, that's yeah, an indie yeah. game that's coming out. For so you got those type of games, like Speedrunner came out last year, I think, on Steam. It's the yeah. same kind of principle. Yeah. Like you've got all those kind of games out there, like Cloudberry Kingdom and all these kind of things. But it, it's it's ne- definitely now a genre thing. Like it's not a, a staple for every game to try and work that in. It's yeah. just it's a very yeah. So I think like that's 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 definitely the, the corporate yeah. side of it. But then next, like kind of the other side of the topic. Do you think, growing up, when I, when I was a kid growing up, um, you get home from school, you go outside, you'd be playing with your mates, you'd be playing out on the bikes, you'd be building dens in the woods, you know, yeah. you'd be outside, you'd be with your mates, real life with your mates. Now, <laughs> now, <laughs> and killing hobos. now I feel kids our age, when we were that age, kids that age now, they get home from school, I'm going on my Xbox, mom. Mm. Going on my PlayStation. Oh, aren't you going to go and play with your mate Jeff? Mm. Oh, yeah, I am. He's, he's, he's on Teams. Hi, Jeff, you're all right. You know, it's, it's back. Why is it we're still playing with our friends? Jeff lives two doors down. Why didn't you go and play with him over there? Nikita, how are you here? channeling my dad right now? <laughs> <laughs> you are younger than me by five years. How are you, you know, four years? How are you channeling it, honestly, somebody who is 50? There is, and, 60. and I, I, I really do feel really passionate about this. Outside our house here, I mean, I've, 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 I've grew up in this house. This is my childhood home. And yet, outside the house here, always used to be kids playing out. When we were there, we were always out there. God, you know, there were yeah, bikes yeah. dumped everywhere because, oh yeah, we're playing on our bikes, but now we're playing in the woods. Oh, you've got to come check out this den I've built. It's brilliant. I can't remember the last time I saw kids playing outside. So where, how does this relate to local co-op? Because... But do you think we used to like playing with our friends in real life, in real... Yeah. I, I'm playing with my oh, friends. So do you think that that has now come to us and we feel like we want to play with our friends sofa on so the same you think, sofa? Um, that you think that's they, sort of they like... Don't know no. Contemporary sort of... You don't multi- think it's related? You think... I, I kind of do. You think you think contemporary multiplayer has kind of come at the expense of social, actual social interaction? Yeah, that, I think... That I think is true. Yeah. I don't think that kids play outside. Less. I, I know that's a separate topic, yeah. but I think, <laughs> you don't think that kids play outside. I don't no, think no I, I don't think kids play outside less than they did. I think kids still do that. Uh, I, really? I think, yeah, of course they do. They, they won't ever stop. It's it's not something that stops. I think there's a sort of uh, there's a sort of retroactive uh, sort of um, bemoaning. It's 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 that same attitude of oh, it used to be all fields around here. You know, my topic was nostalgia. That's exactly what that is. Yeah, I is can see that. We all used to do this. Well, when I was a kid, we didn't have Facebook. Well, y- no, but the kids are now sort of well-versed with that and now they understand it and use it within their real lives. It doesn't mean they're more cut off. I mean, I knew kids who didn't leave the house when I was a kid and all we had to play was PlayStation 1, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be, it, that sort of person is always going to be that sort of person. I don't think social kids who want to go and build tree houses are going to stop going into the woods and building tree houses i just think that the technology now we know so much about it in gaming has entered the mainstream people don't it isn't just um you know the stereotype of the weirdo in his basement it's everybody playing like the casual games for everybody now mm-hmm. that it's entered the mainstream so much that there's not even that attitude that people separate like I don't know because we know more about it. I think it's more accepted that everybody does it, so people are more aware of it. So people worry about it more. It's like any saturation of yeah. a, a scapegoat yeah. problem. People are like, 
this is we know more about this now so therefore it's a bigger problem yeah we see more you know there's loads of graffiti everywhere because I saw a news article about it. There's been graffiti since yeah, people have been able to write I, on walls. I you saw know. a brilliant image online the other day and it was um, people talking about, oh, now whenever you go on trains or whatever, there's always, everyone's on their phone. Everyone's yeah. so antisocial. Nobody speaks to each other. God, yeah, technology's killed it all. When and then there was a shot. Nobody ever speaks to anyone on the train. Oh, yeah. Nobody ever speaks to anyone. But that's the thing. They then showed a photo, black and white photo from back in the day on the train. Everyone's got a newspaper yeah. out or a book. Yeah. Technology <laughs> hasn't killed that. Nobody likes to do talk with each other. This is what always happens. Every time something new comes along, it's it's the bad thing. Yeah. It's yeah. causing all society to oh, break it's off. It's new, we don't know what and it is. Video it games bad. are yeah. the, they have been the scapegoat since the early nineties. Yeah. Since yeah. Carmageddon and Grand Theft Auto um, stuff. Some terrible some terrible tragedies happened. He must have been playing computer yeah. games. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> many <laughs> like disgusting sort of ill informed tabloid yeah. journalism yeah. blaming it. Like I love the one where um Sorry, this is such a massive tangent. Sorry, but um, <laughs> where um, what was it? The Sun? No, sorry. I think it was the Mail or the Sun. I can't remember. They're both trash, so I, I don't know. But um, they said they had an article that said uh, the Rockstar guys, the guys who work on GTA, were making a Raoul Moat uh, video game. And they had like an article like written by somebody and passed by an editor, yeah. you know, that actually made its way into a print, uh, printed oh gosh, like right. publication. And of course, Rockstar were like, ah, no, we're not. <laughs> we're going to sue you. And they did. And they got loads of money Good. out of them. Good. And it was and it was just a triumph of mm -hmm. ig like like ingenuity over igno ignorance. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like there's so many things on about that that I, I, that could be a whole separate topic I was gonna say to yeah. get back so, to mine uh, yeah let's just <laughs> save up, that one I, you know, that might be a good it, one for next save time it. to get back to mine though I, there isn't really much of a point to mine my, my thing is that I'm just oh, cool. disappointed well thanks for uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just disappointed that there aren't more Couch oh. multiplayer. Hey, oh, what, totally I, I'm player. disappointed that nostalgia now rules everybody's. You know, we're very disappointed. But, just disappointed but if um, if you're disappointed with the nostalgia thing, is that not related to like sitting on the settee? Because that's the only that's options what we had. Known, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like because like when no. you used to play like your old Mega Drive games, <laughs> no, they no. had like four ports on the front and yeah. stuff like that. Mega yeah. Drive, the, yeah. that, that, is, that is different <laughs> meanings for the same word. Nostalgia for good things you used to do as a kid like uh making a treehouse or sitting on the sofa with your mates playing crash team racing is different to nostalgia of going oh, i i saw beauty once commercialized isn't here's it? a reference <laughs> to it here's a remake of it yeah I that's different that's so yeah, one, one's kind of commercialized yeah nostalgia. it's a commercialized yeah and nostalgia, the other precisely mm. it's it's a mm. consumer mm. conveyor belt nostalgia. of nostalgia here's yeah. a thing you recognize here's a thing you recognize whereas something like that I'm not pointing at the sofa. There's a sofa there. But um, like <laughs> sitting on a sofa with your mates is is it's not the same kind of cheap nostalgia. It is a it is something that is actually still a good thing. And when we do it, because it's still a thing that everyone you know we try to do. Yeah. It's just a shame that we aren't provided with the means to do it as much. So yeah. my my main thing is, do you think it's going to make a comeback at any time? I think with the how popular the indie game indie games have got now. Uh, what was yeah. we playing? Shovel Knight was it? No, not Shovel Knight. We was playing Towerfall. Uh, Towerfall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's indie the only games. game that actually yeah. we've all played together. Yeah. It's a shame I we didn't have a I'm video hoping, camera running that. Like you say, indie games definitely they're coming out yeah. and they're doing 
doing a lot more couch. And indie games are fantastic. But I think it's more of a. I think there's I still that. the same amount, but because there's so many other blockbuster games and bigger games that just crowd the marketplace, you don't notice them. Yeah. And now you said you search for them and stuff, and that's true. But AAA then AAA games tend to be single player because it they want to control your experience. Yeah, and it like, requires you know, that every single person who wants to play that game buy it. I yeah. Fair yeah. enough. It's uh, like um, I, like The Last of Us. That would be awful as like two player split. Sc- sorry, I know oh, the multiplayer. No, okay, They're sorry. No, stop. I know the mu- I know the multiplayer so, version. The story. I'm saying the story of it, things like that. If you were doing the actual story of The Last of Us, but it was split screen and you were walking with someone doing it, there are yeah, there, there they, are they, they that isn't how games. That's not how work, it. No, yeah. I mean that's been made specifically for one person to go through and experience. Oh, it. Yeah, but there's um, always been single yeah. player games. So like, are, do you yeah, say I don't it's genre based? It's genre based, but I'm just. I'd, I'd like to see more come back. I actually think you can introduce um, a co-op into the single-player experience, but it has to be from the ground up. Games are so complicated now. Yes, I, I agree. You focus. can't just say, oh, this is yeah. co-op now. We'll the guy who's with like you. Assassin's there you go. Someone's just, yeah. Yeah, someone's yeah. just can't, next to you. It won't work. No. But I think Dead, no, was that, Dead Space, that, that Dead Space had an entire co-op campaign, campaign didn't it? Dead Space 3. And, um, trying. Halo again, like uh, the Halo card. Which actually yeah. ruined was the whole awesome. tone of that game because that's supposed to be like a lonely space thing and then oh here's here's the buff guy next friend. to you who's killing you, you but, know, there, there are, but there are games that have kind of been built up with co-op uh, in mind uh, army of two it's a shame those army of two games weren't that good as games because, oh they're terrible uh, same with kane and lynch that, oh, I, I think kane and lynch was worse for me because i looked at it and i was like those characters are cool as fuck man they this could be an awesome game your and camera's then, just switched off oh no no well, just. we'll finish up on the audio again. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, just God. to sum up. Christ. Um, well, I was going to say, um, I don't know. That's, I don't know what I was even going to say. Okay, yeah, sorry, I don't so, think, sorry I don't for the fact that the video is... I was going to say, screw you, No, sorry for the fact that the... Battery, great. Okay. Fucking hell. Sorry for the fact that the the visuals just kicked off. But to continue, I, I think summer, su- some... My, my summary of this is the fact that I'm just a bit disappointed that I've moved from Nintendo, which is very local multiplayer based, to something which, yeah, we've got amazing graphics well, and I look think... how amazing this game is. Like, because people bitch that Nintendo doesn't have the good games. So I've moved to something that has the good games, but I want the best of both worlds. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's the problem. I think that's another thing selfish. to understand as well. Yes, I want you everything worked selfish. around me. I think a lot of these companies <laughs> understand that. You are so entitled, Nikita, honestly. <laughs> uh, a lot of the companies now understand that houses have multiple consoles mm-hmm. so like you're a perfect example of this they're like well we've got all these single if people want those games they exist on that console and people will buy it if they want it oh they're like and so, oh i could buy a wii u if i wanted yeah kind of thing as as I, I, one I, of our friend groups got a wii u yeah, it <laughs> doesn't present too much of a problem yeah to me, so i, I, I think places exactly. like people like sony and microsoft are like that exists that's exactly. happy so there's no need to try and um no. step on anyone's toes it's there if people want it yep and that's that anyway yeah thank you so no, well, I thought you stopping the recording then. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so this is the been the Screen Fiends podcast. It's available on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, like, comment. If you can leave us a little review on iTunes, that'd be fantastic. Get people get the word out there. Yeah. And on SoundCloud as well, give us a little comment. Tell us what yeah. you like, what you don't like. Yeah, definitely comment. Comment on your opinions of it. Of Check out Screen Fiends on YouTube as well, because we'll be releasing the video versions of this podcast yeah. throughout the month. Not including your sneaky little purple giraffe bar, eh, guys? Oh, yes. Hey, guys, oh, yeah. guys, guys. I want to see that in the comments. I want to see that in the comments, please. <laughs> so, yeah, it's youtube.com slash C slash Screen Fiends. <laughs> yeah. Nice and simple. 
Yeah. It's Brilliant. Really yeah. yeah. Screenfiends.net. Love you. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>